Hello, and welcome to episode 7, part 2 of the Quiet Mark podcast. I'm your host, Simon Gosling, CMO at Quiet Mark, the independent international approval award program associated with the UK Noise Abatement Society Charitable Foundation. It encourages companies worldwide to prioritise noise reduction within the design of everyday machines and appliances and find solutions to noise problems to benefit health and well-being. In our previous episode, episode 6, with Wade Bray, Vice President of Head Acoustics Incorporated, whilst talking about improving the acoustics of a space without compromising on the visual aesthetics, Wade said, There are ways to, at the outset, much more easily than later, but even later, to do things to get absorption out of sight or insight in ways that don't look out of tune with the architectural idea. So you can have your cake and eat it too with modern materials, techniques, and appropriate consulting. So that these wonderful ideas in the modern restaurant in terms of architecture, which definitely should be encouraged to continue, need to be able to succeed and and occur, but not have these unintended acoustical consequences. So in this episode, I wanted to focus on the part where Wade says you can have your cake and eat it with modern techniques and appropriate consulting. Back in mid-February, just before lockdown, QuietMark launched its Acoustics Academy, a brand new, free-to-use online platform to further equip and empower architects, builders and designers with a guide to expertly verified leading acoustic solutions for every building application area. Since launching in 2011, QuietMark's team of expert acousticians have rigorously acoustically tested thousands of appliances from world-leading brands and manufacturers. Only the quietest ones, of course, become QuietMark certified. Using fridges and fridge freezers as an example, we've assessed hundreds over the years, and they've ranged from 50 decibels at the loud end to about 34 decibels at the quieter end. And whilst that difference of 16 decibels might not seem like a lot, you'd be surprised at how big a difference it can actually make. Due to the way that decibels are calculated with a logarithmic scale, if you decided to buy a 50 decibel appliance over the quieter 34 decibel version, this would sound three and a half times louder. With the launch of our Acoustics Academy, in addition to certifying the appliances which go inside our homes and the spaces that we live and work in, we now also certify the acoustic products which go into the very fabric of the building, such as the walls, floors, doors, ceilings, vents and windows. So in this episode, which comes in three parts, we thought we'd share with you some conversations which I've recorded with representatives from some of the companies whose acoustic products have been QuietMark certified and feature in the Acoustics Academy. I also share a conversation with an architect who looked to such certified acoustic products to provide a much-needed solution in a domestic home that they were building. Parts 1 and 2 were recorded immediately following the Acoustics Academy launch at the Business Design Centre in February and feature Martin Rawlins, Head of UK and Australia Sales at Baswa Acoustic, and Nigel Sill, Chairman of Enfield Speciality Doors. Whilst Part 3, like many of our previous episodes, was recorded via video conference with Oliver Brooks, an architect at BB&C Architects Limited, you're listening to a cut-down version of Episode 7, featuring just Part 2 with Nigel Sill. Parts 1 and 3 can be heard on the longer version of Episode 7, which can be found on Buzzsprout, Podbean, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So without further ado, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Nigel Sill. On today's show, I'm joined by Nigel Sill, CEO of Enfield Speciality Doors. Enfield Doors was established in 1936, producing doors for the local building trade. Nigel joined the company in 1965, and in 1983, Enfield began manufacturing fire doors. Acoustic security and x-ray doors followed, and now the company specialises in bespoke, flush, timber frames doors for a variety of applications. Nigel is a resident along the Heathrow flight path and is a staunch supporter of campaigns to highlight the health hazards of excessive noise. 
Welcome to the show, Nigel Seal. Thank you very much. Very pleasure to be here. It's been great you joining us. And uh, the day of recording is 13th of February, the day that uh, you very kindly came along to the Acoustics Academy launch event here at uh, the Business Design Centre in Islington to kindly be one of our speakers. It was a great pleasure and very interesting people to meet and to talk with. You don't meet many people who can say that they've been in the job since 1965. No, you know, but uh, in that time I've seen a lot of changes in, um, in all different types of doors. But uh, the original fire doors worked very well, very heavy. There have been improvements since then. Acoustic doors weren't asked for very much in those days, but it's accelerating. There's more and more people want acoustic doors. I said during the talk, I'm, I'm a big Beatles fan, and your first slide showed uh, Abbey Road, which is, as far as I'm con- concerned, that's as close to a bi-royal appointment as you can get. <laughs> but uh, So that clearly acoustic doors, you must do a lot of studios, and Abbey yes. Road being one of the most famous ones in the world. That's right. It's fascinating to be in there. I've sat at the original piano of Lady Madonna, and all the that's still there. It's a small upright. Fantastic. So it's a fascinating place. And the acoustics, they're still improving them, putting new equipment in. What did you do for them exactly? It, it was a small studio, I think. Okay. Um, the big studios where they do the backing tracks for the films. But they've got about four or five very small ones where Oasis will go with just two people and a, and a drummer in a, a separate room. And, you know, from a small studio like that, there was a photograph in your presentation. It was a piano in the centre of a big acoustic hall in Kent University. What was that hall? That was uh, the Collier... Ferguson? Ferguson. The Corey Ferguson. Thank you, yes. Between us, we got yes, God, the Corey yes. Ferguson. What yes, was, and, and what I loved about that photograph is, well, actually, the doors were almost invisible. There was this all this wood in that building, and mm. yet your doors blended in perfectly with the wood. How do you achieve that and acoustic? That, that was the hard part. <laughs> so the doors had to work. The sound diffusion had to work as planned. So it, it, it was an overall good quality in, in the room. And then the architect wanted the doors to blend in. So they didn't. You know, it, it looked homogeneous. Mm. The walls all looked good. Yeah. He was very proud of that building, with good reason. lacquered wood looked to yes. it. So yes. you can change the finishes on the doors. Yes, then. yes. Oh, yes, we can. And uh, that's one reason people come to us, because we can specify the the acoustic qualities, but then people always wanted them to match with the decor of the office, the recording studio, whatever it is. So it all looks as if it's designed at the same time, rather than an ugly metal door, which works, but doesn't look very good. No, sure. And the combination of uh, fire-resistant and acoustic, Mm. are they one or other, or are they both? We do both, and that's the tricky bit, because... uh, we test the doors, we design them, and then we test them. And once we've passed the acoustic test and got a certificate for that, then we take them along for a, a burning part of the process because you can't play, you can't do it the other way around. And, <laughs> you can't sound test the ash. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's always interesting to see it. The actual acoustic testing is, is quite boring because uh, you stand outside the acoustic testing room and you can't really hear anything from outside, of course, because that's the whole point. You have a transmitting half of a room and you have a receiving half. I see. And the doors are in between trying to uh, stop sound going from one to the other. Oh, that's interesting. And so can you sometimes adjust the tuning of the door between yes, do. the, the sound that can hear the you one can't, that can't? You can't adjust the door, but the technicians adjust the transmitting volume or the frequency. And I then see. they once they test all through the different frequencies, we're likely to uh, come across then they give the reading, and that's that's when the door gets its rating, and they do an average of the rating. So you can sometimes get a very high rating, but we always go for an average one. So it's probably a little conservative, but at least it's uh, you know, we know it's, it's good. 
we have a very friendly Jane Evans who works in partnership with Enfield Doors, who's reliably informed me that the wood inside the uh, Corey Ferguson Hall was cedar wood. And another challenge within that building was it wasn't just a music hall, it's adjacent to other spaces, is that correct? Theatres and uh, cinemas, so the, the noise needs to be kept in the room when the large orchestra is uh, at work or practicing. And uh, plainly, when that's when the recording's happening, you don't want any extraneous noise coming from the other side of the wall either. And the, the cedar is a matter of interest for those who are... It's, it will be western red cedar from Canada, and that is a lovely rich red color. And it's a, a soft texture, and because of this softness, it partly helps absorb sound. It would have been chosen for, for color, which is beautiful, and uh, its sound uh, qualities as well. On quietmark.com, yes. when you look up Enfield Doors, there is the picture of the piano in the centre of this space, so do have a look at that. How does one keep innovating, having been working with a company since 1965? And do and is the rapidity of innovation decreasing? Is there only so far you can go? Or are you still seeing great steps in innovation well, within we, the Doors field? Yes, we get ideas. We've got the best rating in the country for a single acoustic door, which is why they're so... Um, used so frequently for interview rooms and recordings are taken for court use. So that's very good. Then we wanted to be better than that. The only way we could do it was for um, hotel rooms. Joining the rooms need to be joined or kept apart. We designed a system where we have two doors back to back and that does an even better rating. And that's about as far as we could get and still have the doors openable by a human being. Because after that, you need to have mechanical means to squash the seals together. And uh, the doors also have to be usable in a fire. So if you make them very effective, you can't use them quickly. If it were to be a fire, you need to evacuate the oh, room. It's a finely tuned balance, it, I it imagine. Is, fire always wins, I'm afraid. It has to. So uh, if two people are battling, the fire properties outweigh the, the sound properties. Are you noticing an increase in demand? I mean, the reason I'm asking that is looking at the presenters we had on stage today who were talking like the Well Building Institute, there was a lot of talk in today's presentations about mental health and well-being mm-hmm. and, and biophilia and practices and buildings wanting to give their staff, if it's an office, a space which is more comfortable to work in. There's mm-hmm. this trend towards improving the workplace, making it more pleasurable. That surely That trend surely got to be good for business for Enfield. Yes, it is noticeable. Over the last probably five years, we're getting more and more orders for acoustic doors and more of the top-end acoustic doors. An ordinary door will cut out a lot of noise and maybe good enough for most people. But uh, we are noticing if only a few are required people, the architects and the client will say, yes, while we're at it, let's have the best. That's very noticeable. In the introduction, Nigel, I read that you're a resident along the Heathrow flight path and a staunch supporter of campaigns to highlight the health hazards of excessive noise. When the early morning flights from Hong Kong will come in about 4, 4.30, depending on the strength of the winds, and if the late flights have got delayed, they go off at midnight, you're only going to get four hours sleep. Mm. And uh, occasionally there are, they make exceptions for a, an emergency, and it's uh, you wake up in the morning absolutely exhausted. You know, once you get woken up at 4.30 in the morning, you never get back to sleep properly. Which actually raises the question, Enfield Speciality Doors, for domestic use as well? Yes, home cinemas. We sort of do quite a few doors for home cinemas. Children's playrooms. Bedrooms where they're trying to just do as much as they can to block out these flight path noises or not really? Uh, not really. No. no, one or two, in, I'm sure, but um, most of the noise will probably come through the ceiling. I and see. that's very difficult to, um, to exclude, to, to, to insulate against. But uh, we've, we've noticed home cinemas are quite, <laughs> where you do more and more for them. And um, children who, who want to play the drums. Um, I'm a drummer. Okay, right. Well, you, you know the thumping bass drum. 
it, it'll go through an awful lot. I know. I, I pitied my neighbours and my children are drummers. We have, but we have a uh, a Quiet Mark drum kit. Oh right, uh, by Yamaha in okay. my uh, children's bedroom, and Imagine. so. You can hit that uh, as much as you like and not disturb <laughs> neighbours too much. Although that bass drum pedal, there's no stopping the resonance no, of that. But, but uh, anybody learning the violin uh, is not funny. That goes, <laughs> it would drive anyone nuts. So I recommend an acoustic door if you can. With the Acoustics Academy, one of the ways that the visitor to the website can uh, navigate through that is via building type. So someone's building any type of building, they can select commercial or residential or educational. And one of your slides was Manchester University you know, on the subject of educational. Mm -hmm. That's a big campus. That must present some challenges. What did you do with them? Well, it was, it was a brand new building, um, the Alan Turing building, and they would do a lot of research in that building. They have some very sensitive, delicate instruments. And uh, what we were told happens, they go in, shall we say, on a, on a Friday. They close two lots of doors and they emerge on Sunday or Monday, having done all the experiments. Because once the machines are turned on, they, they leave them running. They chose the top of the range model because in the overall scheme of things, it was really important to get those uh, readings accurate. Excellent. Well, Nigel, again, Thank you very much for coming in today to join the podcast and present at our, at our launch event. It's a pleasure meeting you, Bill, and we hope to meet you more in the future. Great, great pleasure, and um, thank you for asking me. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to episode seven of the Quiet Mark podcast. I hope you found it interesting and enjoyable. I certainly enjoyed finding out more about the companies that create acoustic products, not just for soundproofing, but also for sound and acoustic improvement. It's not always about blocking out sound, but it is about creating a space that feels right. And this is really important moving forward. A recent article in Engineering and Technology magazine led with the headline, Has Lockdown Made the World a Quieter Place? And it goes on to say that with levels of road transport, air travel and industrial output lessening dramatically during the COVID-19 lockdown, one side effect has been a reduction in noise pollution. However, there's more to global quietening than being able to hear more birds. It goes on to say that according to the World Health Organization, noise affects over 100 million people in Europe alone. Exposure to chronic noise pollution not only causes obvious problems such as hearing loss and sleep deprivation, but it's also linked to high blood pressure, heart disease and cognitive impairment in children. Road traffic noise alone is said to contribute to at least 12,000 premature deaths annually in Europe, amounting to a loss of 1.6 million high-quality life days. The European Environment Agency, EEA, has found that the same number of children are experiencing either learning difficulties or disruptions due to excessive aircraft noise. So this is part of the reason why Quiet Mark was established and why we recently set up the Acoustics Academy. Yes, the world has become quieter during lockdown, and yes, of course, it is a frightening and scary time. But focusing on that quieter world for a moment, we need to ask ourselves, how can we improve our buildings and spaces to improve our well-being in the ways that we've heard about and discussed with our guests on the Quiet Mark podcast to date? If you're tuning into the Quiet Mark podcast for the first time, welcome to the show. I really hope you've enjoyed it, and I encourage you to listen to former episodes. And if you're someone who's listening and you happen to work with a company that creates acoustic products and you're wondering whether or not they might qualify for QuietMark certification, do feel free to contact us via our website or email at emailus at quietmark.com. Thanks again for listening to the show. I hope you can join us for future episodes. For now, stay safe, keep well, and I look forward to you joining us again for the next episode.
，拜拜。